Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Boarding Party's D&D campaign. Featuring Bentley Woods. CJ D. Blackwater Milo Ruder and Phoebe Wilhelm. I'm Drew, the Game Master for the Laris region. Monty and the flock continue their trek to Port Thalo, where they hope to claim the Maelstrom Badge, as Milo heads west to convene with the elements. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Welcome back. I am joined once more by Milo, a human boy, and Monty, a bird, squaw, and the bird team as well. When last I left you, it was in Watalonga. Yes. Our True. birds took a much needed break with the squad. Two gyms in one day. It's no, it's no mean feat. True. Got a lot of, got a lot of work done. But as your, as your squad sort of slept through the night at the Cajun Croconaw. Pretty quiet night there, despite the sort of general party ambiance. You're able to rest, recuperate, recover. You have access to a healing table. Get a hearty breakfast before heading out. Yep. To the port. Heading down to the port. As our... Duke it out with Cray. Yeah. As our bird pals prepare their flight, are we headed via Route 110, a.k.a. Hillmouth, Falchester, and around, or are you going straight over the mountain? Um, Do you want to see the map? Yeah, maybe. How, how mountain is it? It's very mountain. mountain. Very mountain, yeah. It's very mountain. You're right here. You can either go around to here... Which is about a six-hour flight. Uh-huh. Or you could go up, over, and down in about three. Um, this is just tiring. Got it. This is easy. just takes you longer. But it's like 5 a.m. when the birds rouse, because that's when training is. Yeah. So you want to get there at 11 or at 8 a.m.? Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Let's go the longer way. The long way. Yeah. Take the long way home. Okay. As the squad rouses, Montgomery, are you flying solo or are you bringing a wingman? Um, a wingwoman. Monty is. Yeah, <laughs> Hold, please. Mm-hmm. Monty is going to fly in that direction uh, with Shimmer and Atticus. Shimmer and Atticus? Yes, because they're both also fast. Yes. And so they can 
communicate while flying. Uh-huh. And do that. But when they fly over Hillmith, he will uh Titania can come out and stretch her wings, fly over. I'm gonna pit stop because yeah. I don't wanna uh drag this out just yet. But the discussion was potentially regrouping with Milo in Hillmith. Mm-hmm. So um, when they fly over, they'll do a cursory perception to see if they can spy him, Bullet or Wadsworth, to see if maybe they're there. Okay. Um, and Titania can get a glimpse of him um, while they move onward. All right. Well, anybody that wants to. Cursory perceive. Okay. Are we, do we just fast forwarding to that bit? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. unless that, you're looking for no, trouble no, again. Totally not. Totally <laughs> no. not. You're fast enough that nothing will really be able to catch you. They'll both check. It's a crit from Titania. That's That tracks. It's, it is her home. It is indeed her home. Um, as 11 you're, from Monty. Okay. As you're, as you're cresting over Hilmuth. And Titania, you look down. See home. Your mind kind of trickles back to the early, early days of your life. Lots happened to you since then. Yeah. Whole lot has happened to you since then. Since you ran into this this crazy group of people and birds and and other critters. You look down and you're relieved to see that so far. Hilmuth seems largely unchanged from the last time you were here. As from above, it resembles nothing more than a quarry. Okay. So it's likely that unless somebody knew there were things down there, nothing would really go poking around. Interesting. It's good to know. So if they have been attacked, there's no big... There's no scorch marks. No explosions. There's certainly no bodies or big piles of rubble other than the ones that are already present down there from the quarrying process. That is to say, the chunks of rubble, not bodies. Well, that, that would be abnormal. That is an inspiring sight. Titania is relieved and excited to visit once she has a smidge more combat training under her belt. They're doing so. Yeah. But other than that, no sign of, of Milo or Wadsworth or okay. Bullet. So it seems like... Mission's still a go. Okay. So then uh, Monty and Shimmer are going to fly, and Monty's just going to give some small pointers mm-hmm. as uh, Shimmer once again has to adjust to the gear that was created with a bigger body yeah. and adjust the mirrors and whatever as such that it is uh, helpful. Mm-hmm. So they will make those small tweaks. Uh, get Atticus some flight time uh, to fly alongside and uh, also have a brief chat amongst them in regards to um, the Pidgeys that are not with them, but um, for the future and Mm. gather some feedback as far as how they want to train them or if uh, maybe Atticus wants to train one of them to do more stealthy quick missions and, and that kind of stuff. So they'll they'll kind of mull that over, have sure. those conversations, and Monty will also be 
thinking about the strategy for the upcoming gym. Yeah. And uh, please say no if this is cheating. <laughs> okay. But sure. I don't seem to have it in my notes. Yeah. But I would like to see if I can make a history check at whatever threshold you deem fair mm-hmm. to remember I'm pretty sure one of the final combatants between the Kingler, the Politoed, and the Chinchow had water absorb, and I cannot remember which one. Um, I want to say the Chinchow was hitting one of the others, and I would guess Politoed with water attacks to heal it, but I could just be completely misremembering. Because you're entirely correct, I will confirm that you are entirely correct. Okay. Yes. The Politoed had water absorb, okay. and the Chinchow... Seemed to just kind of linger and just okay. zoot him with some water guns. Got it. Some bubbles. Okay. That will factor into the strategy that he is concocting. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. All right. Well, as your flight continues, Helmuth is now in the literal rear view mirrors for you, Shimmer, as you're kind of just catching a glimpse of what's behind you. You guys crest down towards Falchester, a town that for a lot of you is a very colorful past. Mm -hmm. Uh, Monty, your thoughts turn to the Hawthorne Hut, Mm -hmm. still kind of in disarray from the last time the squad was here. But it seems to be still in operation, and you see a sort of painter's canvas has been thrown over the side. But otherwise, it seems like it's pretty much business as usual. You espy a a sort of wooden vessel a little ways out to sea. Your brains immediately think of the manor in Dee's room as you look out upon the ocean. Seems like a pretty clear day out there so far. Okay. That's good. Happy to see that uh, they're doing okay down there as far as we can tell. Face value. Mm-hmm. But as you crest around the sort of southern, southeastern portion of the Sierras that run pretty much straight on up to the ocean where a lot of Sea breezes and waves have eroded them down to nothing. It's pretty easy to just kind of pass around, and by air you're able to make what would be a 30 to 45 minute boat ride in about four minutes, because you can just go. You don't have to go out and around the reefs and come back in navigating any kind of shallow water. But as you crest around there, You see a familiar sight, I believe, for at least Monty, perhaps, Mm -hmm. of Cray catching some sick gnar, shredding the pit. Nice. Doing what he does. He's just kind of cruising along, surfing out on the beach. His whole squad's out there. Kingler's doing crab things on the beach, walking sideways. Chin Chow is perched atop his, uh, the front of Cray's surfboard. Just antennas out. And Politoed seems to be just kind of cruising behind. Swimming mostly on his feet, 
but just kind of gliding also on his belly, mm-hmm. like a little penguin, but on top of water. Nice. They just seem to be having a, a good time. Catch wind of uh, Marley up on the up on the wings, flying the wingsuit, flying around with a pelipper. Nice. She'll see all these birds come flying in and just be like, "Yeah, why not?" And just kind of cruises alongside you as your as your squad is just carrying through. The only sign that you're even owned by anybody is a poster tube, <laughs> and uh, and like a little headgear with some mirrors on it. Um, Monty will, you know, as she flies up, kind of motion to the badges on his uh, tube, so to speak. The the, the two that we've gotten so far, mm-hmm. and um, do his best to point at Cray to be like Jim. Montgomery, Montgomery, what is your intelligence score? I guess he could just talk to Pelipper, too, but... uh could. It, it, plus four, 18. 18? Yeah. Montgomery, Montgomery, roll for me an intelligence check. 19. You look at Marley and motion, and subconsciously, you squawk out, Jim? <laughs> and she... Is a bit taken aback, but then sees your poster tube with your, I keep wanting to call them stickers, but they're, you've got your badges kind of stuck to the outside. Um, each one shimmering nicely in the, in the sunlight of the early morning. And she'll kind of nod, be like, right, and just dive down towards Cray, kind of coast over the water. They start conversing. Cray looks up at you, sees just a bunch of birds, and it's like, and just kind of cruises towards the beach. All right. So, uh, I want to have a quick rundown with the team on strategy. I don't know if it now is the right time or we get it like set up and then. Oh, you whatever you want to do. Okay, so let's. I'll, I'll wait till it accepts and we have the field and then we'll do our team chat. Yeah, Cray will kind of signal you to come in for a landing. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty flat spot on the beach out here. Um, and he'll just kind of look at Monty. Hey! Marley said that you said gym. Like, you're here for, like, the gym? Squaw! Alright, dude. Cool. Hey, do you know, like, a little... Like, a little tangela? With, like, green shoes? Yes. You do? Oh, cool. Yeah, that guy came through here. I, get, I didn't know, like... It's. I'm delighted that like you guys are does taking he, us on. Of does your he own have a free will? Does he have a Pokemon I can ask a question to? Or yeah, there's a. He's got his Politoed there. The Chinchow's kind of under one arm. I'll ask generally to the group. And did he win? The Chinchow go. He did. He did. Wow, good for him. He stepped into the ring himself. Oh, nice. Gave us a good thrashing. He did. Dang, He's that's a crazy. formidable opponent. He's a good trainer. He's a good trainer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then I guess I'll I'll ask them to, uh, yeah, we're we're hoping to take on uh, the gym fight today as well. So, 
We'll see you in the ring, I guess. Yeah, the polytoad will just... <laughs> well, if you're looking for a fight, <sighs> you come to the right place. All right. When the Tangela rolled on through, he tackled every trainer in the gym. And as you know, the world's gone mad. True, yes. So, Cray has to be on call. Okay. So you'll be dealing with us. Okay. But, would you like to fight on the beach or in the gym? We don't mind either way. I mean, it's kind of the same, isn't it? It is! Okay. But because we don't need safety harnesses for humans... Oh, gotcha. Yeah. There's no reason to hold back, I suppose. Okay. No, that's fine. We can, uh, we can fight out here. All right. Well, good luck. To you too, sir. As the, you see the Kingler come clicking over. Fight. 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 Let's fight. <laughs> fight. They will squad up across from you and then give you a moment to prepare. Okay. And we're doing a triple battle, right? Triple battle. Okay. All right. As before. All right. So, uh, Monty's going to, uh, Titania at his side, he's going to initially select, uh, Eunice and Moonraker. Uh, okay. You know, okay. You two, I'm. Um, I'm, here's what I'm thinking. We've got a unique opportunity on our hands. I don't think we've really utilized it in the past. So I think the two of you can work really well together. And this is going to sound crazy, but work with me here. Uh -huh. So Moonraker, right out of the gate, set up rain. I know it seems crazy, but and like we're boosting them. And we kind of are. But if memory serves, the Kingler has his crab hammer move and it's not water type, so it doesn't get boosted. Your water gun will get boosted, but you can't hit the Politoed because it will heal him. But here's where the benefit comes in. Your water attacks will do more. I don't think they're reduced other than maybe Chin Chow. So you focus on Kingler. Eunice, this is where you come in. With the rain, you can hit your Thundershock in an AoE instead of just one target. You can try to hit potentially all three in one go in the rain. So I think we try to keep them grouped together and uh, hit more than one at a time. Now, the other thing to keep in mind, uh, we'll probably, you know, have you set up your Cotton Guard and thing, things like that, but... We have a Chin Chow out there who also knows electric moves and could potentially be boosted in the rain. Here's where I want to get a little funky. I want you to stay close to Moonraker, but in front and play a little defensively. So what in D&D &D terms, I want you to hold your action till Chin Chow's action. And if Chin Chow tries an electric move, you do an electric move to try to intercept it because electric currents tend to connect. So if you can be in front of Moonraker and fire that off, you might be able to pull it away and help in that sense. So I know it's weird. I just, on the flight over here, it hit me a brain blast. I want to give it a shot. And uh, 
Titania's kind of mulling over using Boomer again because we've got Bullet Seed. Uh-huh. But um, Monty can tell she's kind of been itching to get in there herself and uh, has been very helpful but a little bit toe-tapping in uh, wanting to get in the action. And given that she typically doesn't fly that much, might not be hindered by the rain, and um, can help maybe keep them together for Eunice's AoE more strategically. Um, whether that be through her parry gimmick or uh, just generally trying to flank to keep them like a sheep herder in a circle. So uh, Monty's going to turn to Titania and say, be like getting your feathers wet today. And I would imagine that's a strong yes. Yeah, Titania's head peeks up and she is very excited. Her long-awaited redemption arc and, is uh, in progress. She remembers. She's got flashbacks of soloing a tentacruel. And yeah, yeah. Of very heroically <laughs> yeah. getting all the way to the end yeah. and just getting knocked out by a couple quick crits. Yeah, uh, and she's very excited. And uh, I will, Monty will just offer that advice like, hey, try to corral, like help Eunice have them corralled, but don't be afraid to toss out a metal sound for them either um, and do what you do best. So. Here we go. I still have this Ready cup. Ready break. This cup has all the dice. But not anymore. <laughs> this cup has all the dice that we used in the Thalo gym. But I genuinely... That one's like... It's gone. It's under it's under Ben's chair over there. So we'll use these. It's fitting because the Chin Chow is the weakest of the squad. Mm. So just go ahead and throw these guys out there. And then it blues in the middle. Red and green doesn't really matter. Like this? Yeah. Like a triangle? Yeah, like a little, a little triangle. Just like that? Just like that. Okay. And then when you're ready, you have you kind of that amount to work with, but you can put them anywhere you want. Okay. In like, basically in a in a three by five Oop. orientation. Yeah, get that tree out of here. We don't have trees on the... Okay, we're going to do... <laughs> There's no trees on this. This is Kingler. Yeah, they're gonna be color coded. So Kingler, Chinchow, okay. Polytoad. Okay, we're gonna do that for Eunice. Okay. We're gonna do uh Eunice. We'll use this metal one for Titania. And then I'm trying to not use ones I'm gonna roll. And then There's also like 40 sets of dice over here. It's and in good. this cup. I just borrowed some of Tia's. Or you could use your pogs. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> I was just gonna see. <laughs> totally forgot. It's alright. Everybody's forgotten about the pogs. Because it's been a long Tanya. time. We don't really use the battle maps that often. Nice. Alright. Moonraker, baby. Now right. that you know my entire strategy, not all of it, I've got two other things that I want to do, but. Can't be telling me everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright. Shall we roll? Yes. For initiative. We're going to start off with Eunice. Eunice, your quarry lies before you. Yeah. Um, I think you may have brought Eunice to this last time. Yes. Um, so you might remember mm -hmm. Volt Absorb. Yep. 
on the Chin Chow. Yep. Okay. Otherwise, you're up first. Okay. Denise is going to move forward a smidge, a little more centered, okay. and set up a cotton guard. We love it. We love it. Polly Toad, for better and worse, is going to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. He's going to get right in the middle. Okay. And he's going to croak. Okay. So everybody is going to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Look for good rollies. Uh, constitution. Uh, Titania with a 13. That's a fail. Oof. That's not good. No. Uh, Eunice with a 19. That's a success. And Moonraker with an 11. An 11. That's a fail. Okay. So our two failures. You uh -huh. are stunned until the end of Polytoad's next turn. Okay. So we're starting strong. Yeah. <laughs> starting real strong. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Um, Kingler. <laughs> so that I can see. I'm going to give you some stun rings. Eh. Okay, on the bright side, as you might remember, that only happens once, but who knows? Kingler, on account of he cannot flank with anybody, uh, will run in directly at Titania. Okay. Um, and will, in fact, be going for a crib hammer. Okay. And we have stun on this condition sheet, but because I moved the map, condition sheet is hidden. Okay. So... Yeah, he's gonna he's got advantage on attacks against you, so he's gonna he's gonna come in and he's gonna try to hit you. And the first one is a fifteen, the second one is a four. So fifteen plus seven, that is twenty-two to hit you with a crab hammer. Dang, okay. He is coming in for three D eight. Blood gioning damage. Um that's really high to start us off. That is eighteen points of bludgeoning damage. Yep. Two Titanias. The Kingler just runs in and smacks you in the head. The Chinchow, because he cannot, he doesn't have a great line of sight, is going to. Oh, my little thing's not working. Oh. Five, ten, fifteen. He's going to go right there. Okay. He can't quite get in range to help anybody from Eunice, but, you know. Titania, regrettably, stunned. Yep. Moonraker, same deal. Eunice. Yep. You got this. Yes. So You're cotton guarded. Yes. Uh, Eunice is going to jump right here next to Titania. Yeah. And is going to fire off a Thundershock onto the Kingler. Okay. For a 23 to hit. That will very much do. Incoming is some double damage. Uh, seven, 14 damage. 14 damage. It's a good start. As you can see, uh, Kingler's skeleton for a second as you zap him. Nice. Very good. Well done, Eunice. And we're going to stay right there. When does your damage happen? Because it's Polytoad's turn. At the end of his turn. Okay, so if he stays here? Yes. Okay, well... He is gonna jump up into the ear. Okay. I might have to use a different little one. This one doesn't want to work. It's gonna try not to use the blinding green. But Polytoad's gonna jump up in the air, try to land on Moonraker. Okay. Um, he's got advantage, but if he misses, 
It's gonna it's gonna hurt. He's gonna be in the same spot. Yeah, he's gonna jump up, bounce down, and then bounce back to where he was. Um, oh. so he has a 19 to hit though. That seems pretty good. Yep. All right. That is pretty good. Mooney, we take nine points of Dimaggio. Yep. And then he lands back where he was. He lands back where he was. Okay. And then he's gonna take a little bit of damage, and then the stun wears off on these two. Okay. So we're going to take a D8 of electric. So it's two on the die, double to four. Okay. So four to Polly. Okay. Yeah. He lands down, and uh, the static energy of him jumping, it's like you rubbed your feet on carpet in socks, and he just gets just gets zippity-zapped. We jump to Kingler, who is now flanking with Eunice. Or oh, with Politoed, rather. Okay. So he's going to try to hit you. Okay. Um, he's got advantage. But he rolls a 7 and a 10 plus 7. Yep. 17 to hit you. Um, he is coming in for the Krabammer. Um, lower roll this time for 13 damage. Okay. And then I think he takes some crack back for hitting you. Yep. 10 total. 10 total. Holy cow. Okay. For the privilege of striking you, the Kingler is uh, zapped yet again. Um, and then the the Chinchow is going to come up like 10 feet. And he's going to throw some water okay. at Politoed. Because that's what he does. He still has to hit, though. And he gets a 15, which hits exactly. What a lucky boy. Um, okay. So Politoed regains 2d6 HP. Unsurprisingly, 8 is higher than 4. So Politoed goes back to full and gives a little a little wink and a thumbs up to Chinchow. But now it's Titania and you're able to move. Like, yeah. You're, you're like your legs are working now. Mm-hmm. So... If Titania circles around, just like not leaving the area. Yeah, as long as you don't go more than five feet away from Kingler in any direction. Okay. He can't hit you. But then she'd be flanking. Yeah, so you can circle around. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to do that. So you are now flanking Kingler. Um, you know what? Actually, undo. We yeah. are not flanking Kingler? Yeah, we're we're going to undo that one. Okay. Apologies. You got it. Uh, we are going no to try foul. to do a metal sound because Chin Chow is in range right now. Okay, so everybody has to make a saves. charisma check. A charisma, charisma save, yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Let's check their stats here. Okay, Politoed, pretty charismatic fella, I think we can agree. Not in this circumstance. He gets a 4 plus 3 for a 7. Kingler gets a 2 plus 1 for a 3. And Chin Chow, come on, buddy. A 13 plus 1 for a 14. They all fail. They all fail. As the metal sound rings out. Beautiful. That's not good. Beautiful. That is not good. Um, Let's put... Because I will forget... Throw three of these bad boys on there. Kay. One for each of them. So they'll have minuses to die rolls of all of all shapes and sizes. Every die that they roll will have a number subtracted from it. That I think is either one or two. So. 
That's pretty good, Titania, as you let out a metal sound. Moonraker? Yes. You've been jumped on by a frog. Yes. And now that frog is right in front of you. Yes. And you've just seen the water is highly ineffective. In fact, it's quite helpful. Yeah. So, uh, Moonraker is going to fly around and flank with Titania. Okay. Because Moonraker's got 50 feet of flying speed. Yes. And, of course, Politoed is more than five feet away, so he doesn't get to yes. hit you. Yes. Correct. So you, you zoot around, flanking Kingler. Kingler now surrounded on all sides by threats. And is going to go for a wing attack. Okay. And is it still an advantage because you're right up on? It says yeah. it's a... Yes. Um, oh, oh, sorry. I misread. No. You may either make this attack at range or increase the damage. So oh, okay. So I'm you want yes. Yeah. So you want to hit him with your wing. Yeah. So instead then, of two d six, it's one d eight. Wait. Instead of two, it's one. Yeah. That seems. That seems like I wrote it wrong. Oh, maybe Hold, it was. Please. Yeah. It says two d six damage or increase the damage die to a two a two d eights. So roll two d eight then, because it will go to. Yeah, that's a typo. Okay. You're good. So okay. if you if you use it in melee, okay, I'll fix it real quick. While we're here, Poe Buddy's nerfed, baby. All right, Moonraker, why does this say that? If Tailwind is up, you may either make this attack oh, at a range of 10 Oh, but Tailwind's not up. So it's just, it stays as it is, right? Because yeah. Tailwind's not up. Okay, But then, that's yeah. still a typo, right? Yeah, so I will fix that because it would increase your damage die to D8s. Okay. There we go. So instead of saying 1D8, it'll say 2D8s. Okay. Because if I say the I 2D8, do not have that weird. option because Tailwind's not up. Okay, so Tailwind is not up, yes. so that's okay. But we're still going to do wing attack. Going for the wing attack. That is a 22. That will hit. Okay. We're going to do 2d6 flying damage to Kingler for 4 damage. Okay. 4 flying damage. Okay. Um, you smack him. Yes. Yes. Uh, Titania is will have alerted the team on her turn as well to focus on Kingler for now, and then we'll pivot. Okay. Focus down Kingler. Yes. See, we love to see the on the field, the field sergeant. Um, Eunice. Yes. You're up now. So Eunice goes, got it, and uh, we'll try to Thundershock the Kingler again. Okay. Once again, Chin Chow regrettably out of position. Uh, and that's technically not flanking, correct? Correct. Okay, so 15 to hit. 15 will miss on the Kingler. Jeez Louise. As the lightning strikes into the beach, creating a little bit of glass. Cool. <laughs> Happy where you are, though? You gonna uh, stay there? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's that's kind of a yeah. trap question regardless. Yeah. But um, Politoed is going to try to jump on Uniki. Okay. And has advantage. However, I'm going to say because she's he's bouncing up and coming down, I'm going to say he's not flanking you when he hits. Mm. So, he also has metal sound on right now. You get a 12 minus, I think. Because he's got minus like one or two from metal sound. Is that minus right? Minus two from metal sound. Okay, so he gets a 10 then. So he jumps up. And that's after the bonus to hit? That is after the bonus to hit. He, got a, he rolled a five plus seven minus two. Okay. Um, so when he keeps going and crashes, 
Um, he takes eight points of damage as you hear his knees kind of just like slam into the beach. Okay. Which is really just a bad time. And another six from the uh, Tundra Wool proximity. Okay. You land, he lands right next to you, Eunice, and you just go, and a little bit of ice and, and lightning kind of crack into the polytoad. To be fair, what'd you roll for damage? On oh, himself? On himself, it would have been eight. Would so you technically take. still minus that for metal sound? Uh, it's all rolls. I'm just I'll fair, say fair where fair is. It's it. technically gravity that's hurting him, so I'll say no. Okay. Um, but good looking out. Appreciate it. Fair is fair. Um, Kingler, mm -hmm. Kingler is terrified, but similar to your strategy, his plan seems to be focused down Eunice. Okay. Um, he is flanking with Politoed. Yeah. Uh, wow, that die rolled low again. So it's 18, but minus two. Yeah. 16. Okay. A hit. Okay. Um, this is uh, one reduced to one, two reduced to one, five reduced to three. So you take five points of damage instead of uh, eight. That's pretty good. Love to see it. Metal sound is strong. Yeah, the Kingler cracks into you, Eunice, and then there should be some clapback, I think. Yes. Because he's going to smack you. Uh, 7 double to 14. Holy electric cow. Electric damage. Oh, no. Okay, not looking good for Kingler. Um, he's not bloodied, but, I mean, nobody's having there. a good We're day when, when the lamb starts fighting back. Um, Chin Chow has seen that he's out of position. And he's going to regrettably, he's going to move in five feet to be there for in position. Okay. And seeing that his pal Polito took some heat, he's going to try to hit him with a water pulse. Totally fine. This is Titania's plan right now. He misses. He gets a 14 oh, okay. and he needs a 15, but he also has minus two. So he shoots off a water pulse and it goes wide as he's like, I've been cursed. <laughs> what happened? Oh, no. Um, Titania, it's back to you. All right. Titania is going to Titania is going to set up a parry on Kingler. Turn her back and see if it takes the opportunity attack. Um yeah, he absolutely will. Okay. He will burn his reaction. He gets an 18 minus 2. Oh, it just hits cuz okay. she is her first uh, weak oh. armor drop. Oh, oh wait, okay. she gains a plus 2 at this time. Just kidding. Okay, so it misses. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes the bait but he misses. Okay. So then she's going to do um, 3d4 damage to him. Okay. Titania, as you turn your back on the the fairly straightforward Kingler, who's like, you turn your back, I must hit you. He slams his crab claw into the ground as you leap up majestically. Uh, I, a potential second typo. I want to... Okay, what you got? Titania so turns her back to an opponent, allowing them an opportunity to strike. Uh-huh. She gains a plus two to AC in this time. Just if the attack if the attack hits, you take half damage. If it, it misses, you deal two d four steel damage to the attacker. Correct. But in my damage, it says two d six. Um, that's probably from when she evolved. Okay. So always err on the side of the box. Okay. Just clarifying. Two d five. That's not a thing. Two d six. There you go. Okay. So uh, because she had her first. Uh, Weak armor drop. It's 3d6. Yeah, get him. Oh, yeah. Four damage. Four? Okay. Yeah. A one, a one, and a two. Yikes. All right. Well, hey, you're you're starting to chunk away at Kingler. Yeah. You're hitting him. Hitting him pretty good. Um, okay. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's rough going. Yep. But you 
You spin your back to him, clock him in the face with the outer side of your wing. Yeah. Doesn't do as much as you'd hoped it would, but true. Swings and roundabouts. Okay. Moonraker. Moonraker is going to attempt a water gun on the Kingler. Okay. Because I do not believe that water resists water. Uh, I think... No, it definitely does. Oh, it does? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been wrong about water this entire game. Like, this full campaign, I thought water and ice were much better and also okay. worse than they were. We're going to stick with tail... Or wing attack, excuse me. Okay. We're going to do wing attack on the Kingler. We're going to try to do a wing attack. Okay, wing attack on the Kingler. You got it. Where did it go? No. It just keeps landing on the purple side, and I miss it. Okay. <laughs> Wing attack on the Kingler. Critical hit. Natural 20, baby. All uh, right. Huge. Yes. Go for it. Uh, 10. 10 on, on the, the dice. dice. Double, Double the 20. to 20. Holy cow. All right. As you slam into Kingler, you crack the back of that crab shell open. There's a little bit of crab meat showing, and you're like, oh, Gross. Well done, Moonraker. True, true. Eunice. Yes, Eunice is going to follow orders. Oh, she's going to pivot a little bit. Sure. Because she's smack in the middle and has been taking a lot of uh, she has. aggression here. We're going to do a static guard. Okay. So we're getting yes. swole, doing a little bit of increase. Yes. Okay. Some extra stuff will happen if they try to hit you. Polytoed. Polytoed. Is so your Polytoad's got to hit me or take an attack of opportunity on Eunice. So. Yeah, Polytoad's gonna just jump up, try to hit Eunice. Okay. Straight roll. Ooh. So it's 16 plus 7, 23. Oh minus my two, god. 21. Yeah, that'll hit still. Okay. So yeah. that'll hit you. Yeah. Um, bounce, bounce. Baby bounce back to me. That is one reduced to one, six reduced to four for five total. Okay. And then, um, ouch. There's going to be some clapback. Momentarily. It's five total, right? Yeah. Okay. I think I was working there for a second. Okay, and... We're going to do two D8 of electric damage. Because of right. static guard. Yeah. Six plus three is nine, 18. 18. You guys crack me up when it, like, they try to hit you, and then they end up taking, like, 40 damage. <laughs> and they do, yeah. like, three. All right. Nice he strong. lands on your niece, and same deal. He hits, and you immediately see his whole skeleton, and he goes, and then just kind of falls rigid, and then gets back up, and is like, ow. All right. Following from the Politoed is the Kingler. The Kingler also, very straightforward. Gonna try to smack your niece. Okay. Because he's flanking. That one's a 15 or way lower. It's 15 hit your niece? Uh, not at this time. Okay, at this time, Kingler slams into the ground behind you, Eunice, throwing a bunch of sand up, but it's not enough to prevent him from taking some clap back from being near you. Uh, so I may have been dumb. Uh, sorry for all the rules clarifications. It's okay. Tundra rule. Melee attackers take 1d6 electric. Any target that ends its turn within 5 feet takes 1d6 ice. Um, if memory serves, you've been working on choosing. Correct. Which so one I can win. do 
I can do either, but yeah. is it both? So they take damage if they hit, and then extra if they end their turn? Yeah. So I've been missing all of those on top of this? Got it. Yeah. Okay. So let's remember those. <laughs> yeah. Because there's the clapback, and there's when they end their turn. Okay, so he missed. Because so we've, hit, we've hit some of those, but definitely not every instance yeah. of both. So he missed, so he's only taking one of them. Yeah. So three plus one is four, double to eight. Eight. All right. Math skills have never been great, but for sure now, Kingler is bloodied. Yeah. You've got him below half. As, as the sand falls down, a little lightning bolt shoots through and hits him right in the little crab eye. Um, the Chin Chow, seeing that, you know, his pals are in just truly in a bad way, um, is going to do just the worst thing he could do. And he's just going to call down a bolt of lightning on literally all of you. Okay. Um, so what we're gonna what we're Forgot gonna do? That. Oh wait, no, because it's not raining and we're not in the water. So yeah. actually, cool. he's gonna call it down on Eunice. Okay. But Eunice, you just have to make a deck save. Okay. But it's a normal roll. Sixteen. You succeed. Okay. So you, as you kind of flip out of the way, um, he's gonna roll. This, he got a 12 on D12, but you take half and it's reduced, so you actually only take, I think, the die roll would be reduced and then it would be cut in half, so you only take 5 instead of 12. Jeez. That's, that's pretty good. As he clocks you with a lightning bolt, just trying to, trying to keep his team up and about to no avail. Titania. All right, Titania is going to try to do a... Steel wing then on Kingler. Oh no. Critical hit. Uh, so it's going to be 4d8 <laughs> plus 3 because she's angry yeah. now. Uh, -oh. uh 6, 11, 13, 14, 17. So 34? Did you crit? Yes. 34. Holy cow. And All then right. do I get, because it's a crit, do I get half of that? So I get the full 17 as temp HP? Yeah. So, yeah, Titania, you wheel you wheel around your knife-like wing, slam into the underside of Kingler's claw, kind of catching it as it's on the upswing from Eunice and kind of just holding him in place, bringing the other wing right into his face. And you just feel emboldened and empowered as Kingler now falls into the mortally wounded category nice. of, of living creatures. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, memory serves. We should be on Moonraker now. Yes. Good luck, pal. Believe in you. Yeah, Moonraker is going to do another wing attack. Uh-huh. And get another crit. I'm calling yeah, the it. last one went really well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm calling it. Like, why wouldn't you go again? Do you actually... Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He just did it. He did it. He just... This man just said he's going to do another crit. Oh, done. I'm like... Uh, for five double who, to who ten. Who is this man? <laughs> five double to ten. Yeah. All right. That's hilarious. Um, wow. You left him alive, but not with oh. much at all. Um, as, as you crack Kingler in the back again with another bout of uh, wing attack, 
Another critical strike. You get him right where the previous crack was forming, and you hit him right in the, the fleshy underbelly. He's having a rough day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Eunice, you, the target-rich environment here. Yeah. Um, Eunice is going to set up another static guard. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we prepped that again. Um, and because I forgot, but it hasn't been... Oh, no, it hasn't been around yet. Never mind. So, Eunice, you, you prepare to hurt everybody around you again. Mm -hmm. The Politoed. He's going up. He's coming down. Okay. He's aiming at Eunice. He gets a 9. Plus 7 is 16. Minus 2 for Metal Sound is 14. That's a miss. Okay, he's going to keep going and crash. Um, he suffers 8 points of gravity. That's not good. And then he's going to end his turn. Right next to you. For 9 double to 18 electric. Oh, my God. Go it, it hurts so bad to be near him. Oh, my God. Politoed showing a little bit of wear and tear. Not quite bloodied yet, where Kingler is um, looking just about ready to, to collapse. Um, same deal. Sees Eunice. They're, they're on the focus down Eunice train. Comes in at advantage. We've got a natural one or an 18 minus two for 16. Ah, uh, barely hits. Okay. Now, crab hammer, three D8s, but minus two in each one. So that's two reduced to one. Five reduced to three for four. You take 10 total because the last one was an eight. So 10 damage coming in on Eunice. And then there should be some clap back. Uh, four plus seven is 11. Doubled is to 22. 22. Plus 2 plus 4 is 6. Doubled to 12, so 34 total. Stop, he's already dead. <laughs> Eunice is at 2 HP, so Whoa. she's like... Alright, as you execute Kingler, very well done. Kingler's Audi. For the privilege of hitting you, Kingler explodes. Chin Chow, seeing the dire straits, um, tries to heal Politoed and rolls a natural two minus two zero. for zero so it, plus six. It glitches yeah. to crit. There's a stack <laughs> overflow, meaning he rolls a 246,000 to hit. Uh, no, he misses. He misses real bad. Um, that's going to put us at Titania's turn while I casually just remove Kingler from the initiative. Okay. Because he's down. Um, 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 Titania is gonna loop around here to be flanking with Politoed or okay. Unice on, on yeah. Politoed. I got you. And oh, is baby. going to go for a steel wing on Politoed. Okay, we've got advantage. No, that's uh, thirteen. Oh, thirteen misses. Not by too terribly much, if memory serves. Yeah, not by much. But it does miss. You bring your your knife-like blades into the back of Politoed, and the skin's just too rubbery, and you bounce off. Moonraker. Just gonna fly in and crit again, huh? Just gonna do that? I don't just know if do we that can do that to three in a row. But I mean, the odds are 50-50. You either will or you won't. It's true. It's true. But uh, Moonraker is going to fly in behind Eunice. 
Okay. As previously instructed. Yes. So that as discussed. Moonraker's a little bit behind for Chin Chow's effect and is going to start to go for the red sky at morning and Monty's going to call it off. We don't okay. want that right now. Okay. We've, we're pivoting from that. Pivot! So Moonraker will go, okay, got it. And then is going to go for um, a gust. A gust attack on Politoed. Okay. For the time being, which is a strength save. Strength save. Politoed plus two. 11. 11. Minus two for nine. Okay, so <laughs> that is a fail. He's going to take a D10 of damage. Oh, jeez. Okay. D10 of flying damage, and it'll be seven. Seven. Okay. Politoed. Still looking okay. Hanging in there. A lot of damage taken. You're like on the cusp of a threshold, which is pretty much the same way of saying he's almost bloodied as a gust whips beneath his toad-like foots. Eunice. Eunice is not looking so hot, but she no. can't really move either under penalty of death. Yeah. So what Eunice is going to do... Eunice has to assess right now if Politoed is going to turn and try to take on Titania now or try to finish her off and think that she's not looking so hot so they might just like try to break all her bones in one kick and then <laughs> move on after that. <laughs> With a raccoon kick? Yeah. And so she... Pulverize Krillin? Yeah. She instead is going to muster all of her strength into one... Thundershock finale and we'll go into go to use Thundershock on that Politoed. Oh no! What? It gets rerouted to the Volt Absorb Chinchow. Oh, it's got like Lightning Rod too? It's a it's a 15 foot radius. I, I think it has oh, the wrong name on there. Oh, that's too far away. Yeah, I, you know this. But I told you the wrong name. Okay. But it redirects That's lightning fine. damage to itself. It happened. No! Uh, for a 25 to hit. All right. You strike the Chinchow. Yep. Who heals. Yeah. Uh, That's six damage. Okay. He gains... I will say this counts as dice rolled. Um, he does gain... Five temporary we, hit points. We, oh, temporary. I, guess, I don't even think we've hit it yet. Yeah. He just gains like a little buffer. All right. Any lightning damage dealt within 15 feet of this guy is redirected to him and gains him 2d6 temporary HP. Okay. Tragic. It's all right. The tragedy of Eunice going all out full strength. The Politoed. She's on the ropes. Yeah. The Politoed mm -hmm. is kind of... Banking everything on this jump. Mm -hmm. Gonna try to kill Eunice. <laughs> and he gets an 11 on the die. Oh. Which is plus 7 minus 2. Yeah, that'll hit. Putting him at a 16. Because I don't have static guard up. But that would have hit anyway, because I would have only put it... Oh, no. I would have been at 17 if I had static guard up. Oh, no. It's all good. It is 1 reduced to 1. And seven reduced to five. Eunice, Eunice takes six. Is down. All right, Eunice, but it does hit you. Yes. Meaning on your way out, you get some aftermath damage. Yes. 
that just for the hit, right? Not for ending the turn, because she'd be Just out. for the hit, yeah. Okay, so 8 double to 16. 8 double to 16. What a Holy parting cow. gift from as, Eunice. Yeah, Eunice, as you, as you go down, you bloody the polytoad. Nice. They put one of yours in the, the hospital, you put two of theirs in the morgue. Yeah. You get a double down. That is an unsustainable um, environment. All right, Eunice. Bummer. She was you fought in well. Work. You did. You put in incredible work, and it was amazing, and we're proud of you. But as Eunice collapses, the Chin Chow shoots the Politoed. Nope. <laughs> For an eight. <laughs> he misses. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. No chance. Titania no longer flanking with Eunice. Yep. On account of Eunice is no longer with us in this battle. Eunice will return. Nice. In Avengers Endgame. Alongside 72 of the world's mightiest heroes. Titania in a in a move questioned by historians to this day. Whoa. Is gonna circle around. Well, you're technically not flanked. You're just sandwiched. Yeah. <laughs> Putting yourself right next to both Politoed and Chinchow. Yeah. And gonna go for a steel wing on the Chinchow. Oh, okay, now we're talking. Uh, for a 25 to hit. Uh, you doubled his AC. <laughs> <laughs> He's, this poor guy is just here to have fun. Four. Uh, three, six, uh, 14, 21, plus three, 24 steel damage on the Chin Chow. Um, in a move questioned by historians... Titania, you squeeze yourself between a Politoed and a Chinchow, and then spin around and just absolutely body this Chinchow. He's done. Oh. He's he's out. You've you broke every bone in his body with one kick. He has no bones. Sweet. But you if he had, they they you'd you'd have broken him. That's that's for real. Yikes. Alright. Uh, as you destroy Chinchow, it's Moonraker. You right. have one threat remaining. Yup, 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 yup. Moonraker is gonna do a water gun because he wants a fair fight. I'm just kidding. I'm, oh. I'm joking. I'm Take kidding. a Senzu bean, <laughs> Polytoad. Totally kidding. We're gonna go for a. We're gonna circle around. We're gonna flank him. He's gonna go for a, another uh, wing attack. Oh my god. 19 to hit. That'll do. Okay. Oh no. Uh, three flying damage. Three! Okay. That's good. Three's good. Alright. Um, Politoed, looking terrible, is going to jump up into the air. And Titania, you've caused him a lot of harm. Mm -hmm. Um, and he hopes to reciprocate with a 15 to hit you. On Titania? Yeah. That's no, no good. Uh-oh. Well, he's going to come crashing back to Earth and suffer nine points of damage when his knees impact the hard, compacted early morning sand. <laughs> and he goes, ouch. Titania. I'm not in a position, right, because I'm at the end of initiative where they can hold their action for Politoed because I'm the end of the order, right? Um, Such as the detriment of being at the end. Technically... Yeah, technically, no. Okay. Can 
can I use my turn to like go up in initiative at all? No. Okay. All right. Unless you're Mortar. Okay. Mortar can cheat. What are you trying to do though? Are you trying to do like a tag team attack move? Uh, because you go back to back, you can like. No, I get that. I get squad. that. So w what I was thinking. Because wait, here's what you can do. Yeah. You can hold your action uh -huh. until your turn. Is that what you're trying to do? Like, you, if you hold your action, uh -huh. you are then forgoing all of your actions on your turn. Uh -huh. And then, as a reaction to a trigger, at some point before it's your turn again, you can do a thing. Okay. So Is that what you're trying to do? Yes. Or are you trying to move yourself, like... No, I want to... I want to... I'm saying... I want to hold my action. Uh -huh. I want to hold Moonraker's action until Polytoad's in the air. And if he doesn't use Bounce, then that's why I didn't want to say oh, it out loud. Then, yeah. What, yeah, what you can do, because his only other move doesn't work against these two. Okay. So, yeah, if you want to hold your action until your turn, yeah, okay. you just have to use it before your turn happens again, okay. or it'll burn away. Okay. That's what you can do. Okay. So Moonraker's going to hold their action until Polytoad's in the air. Okay. And, um... Wait until he jumps. Yes. And... Shoot him in the stomach, and then have him land... On his spine, like war machine. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> uh. So. Okay. And Titania will hold too, getting for when he's in the air. Okay. So they're both gonna wait until he jumps. Yeah. Okay, because he's gonna jump. She could, does. You should. Could she, in theory, do like a parry, to like set it up? I guess. You could bait him into jumping. Like into trying to take his aid. Would, would the attack of opportunity he could use bounce, or is it just like a? Um, I mean, technically, yeah, he would just use like the he would just kick you. Okay, basically. it's not like an attack attack. It's like he would take an attack, but he wouldn't like he's not able to jump because he doesn't have movement on his reaction. Ah, uh, but see. he would just kick you for less damage. Okay, well then we're we're gonna hold. So Titania and Moonraker are gonna hold their action for Wait till he jumps. Politoed is in the air. Okay. Politoed is gonna jump in the air. Okay. So he's gonna try to land on Titania. True showmanship while he's in the air, Titania's gonna brace for impact with uh -huh. her steel wings. Yeah. And Moonraker is going to gust him to make him fall even faster. I rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> so as he jumps in the air you throw your your knife wings up and he's like <gasps> and as he's as he's kind of recalibrating to land you throw a gust out he's gotta make a he's gonna make a check for it strength save it's still half damage if he succeeds. Uh, well, it's it's eight plus two minus two for an eight. Okay, that fails. Which is fitting for the natural one that he's about to collide on. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, go ahead and roll your damage for gust. Okay. Oh no. Ten. Ten on a <laughs> d10, baby. Ten on a d10. Okay. So, full disclosure, you've dealt a hundred and three damage to Polytoad. He's about to suffer the maximum of twenty when he lands, putting him at one hundred and twenty-three. He's 136 hit points. Um, because you're gusting to have him land harder, and Titania is going to be there. Um, Titania, go ahead and roll a steel wing attack. Okay. 
because there's a very real chance that if you roll higher than a 13, Polito's just going to impale himself on your wings. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, a 19 to hit. That'll hit. So as Politoed flings himself into the sky, sees that there are, it's a target-rich environment below, comes rocketing back down, gets gusted off balance, you throw your knife wings up, and you take a step backwards and just... Whoosh, just catch him on the wings right under the arms. As he smacks into it, he hits the back of his head on the back of your head, Oof. and just... Poof, poof, and he just collapses. Unconscious. My God. Incredible. If we if this wasn't a gym, you would have killed that thing. hundred <laughs> percent he's dead. How come he took so much damage? He if he gets a natural one oh, on jumping, gotcha. Um he takes the maximum impact. Gotcha. It's the same thing that happens if Bang misses Mega Kick. Gotcha. Um, which is just hideously unfortunate. So he takes twenty instead of two D ten for the fall damage. Uh, as down goes Frazier. As they say in uh, boxing, let me open this dock here. Let's get your um, the polytoad being a bit um, under the weather. Cray will kind of sidle on up, hand out some revive crystals and some some full restores and such. Get your team back on their feet. And also make sure that Polytoad can walk <laughs> and also see. Um, he'll he'll kind of kneel down towards uh, towards Monty and Moonraker and Titania, making sure that Eunice gets back up on their feet. And he'll hand you a Maelstrom badge. Nice. The third. The third in a series. So once again, the whole team comes up off the beach. They're yeah. all ecstatic for him. Uh, Eunice has got a little bandage on one of her legs and tails now from that. Uh, but just did an awesome job. And uh, Monty will hand the badge over to Titania to put in the tube. Um, but Titania beckons over Moonraker and they do it together. Yeah. All right. With one Eunice paw on top, too. Yeah. That was a group effort. That really was. As the squad collects a badge, Cray is like, dude, you're like the second all Pokemon team to, <laughs> to absolutely destroy this gym. And like, I'm proud of you guys. You know, someday when the, everything's not crazy, if you feel like another sparring match, I do have all my gym trainers, but right now they're kind of on call. You know how things are going. And Monty, you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know some of these words. Yep. <laughs> Spike. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, he's like, but it's been an absolute pleasure, my dudes. Fly safe wherever you're headed. And, uh, yeah. Cool. And Monty will do a little wing salute and then call everybody back uh, and fly on with, with Moonraker onto the next destination. All right. Moony Moon. Moony Moonraker. Mm -hmm. You don't evolve, mm -hmm. but you get a little growth spurt. Okay. From your efforts. Nice. Your your wingspan expands a little bit. Your beak kind of feels a little distended. A little bit. You got like... 
It's like the opposite of a sore throat. <laughs> just like I have extra space in my gullet. Um, you seem a little bit bigger than you did nice. a little bit ago. We're not quite there, but gosh darn it, you're getting close. Two crits in a row, baby. Two crits in a row will do that for you. Because um, that's just truly incredible. And also you gusted him directly onto Titania's knives. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. Couldn't have impaled you without him. Uh, and you know what? It'll be it'll be the th uh, three of them: Monty, Moonraker, and Titania. We'll fly to the next route. Um, because Titania is just adrenaline rush from being able to be in a fight again. Yeah. Um, having that go so well, and having the connection with Moonraker too to have that finishing move that they did improvisationally, and. Uh, it was a good read. Good teamwork, good read. Same page. Good read. Okay. As Firefox reboots. Okay. Milo Rooter. Oh, yeah. You're in the Xanthan Canyons. Yes. This is true. Hanging out in the Xanthan Canyon. Mm-hmm. 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 You've just met with Thuaban. Yields. Where to? Um, where does your Where does your wanderlust take you? Well, we would Western go, man. We would go to the surface and kind of once again do a a look a look arounds to see if there are any other scions that are whichever one's the closest or whichever two okay. are the closest. Certainly. Um. So <laughs> I was like, who's Sir Tainly? <laughs> yeah, Sir Tainly, uh, Sir Cadian, and Melatonin. Mm -hmm. um, consulting your new list, newly accessible to you, because I've been updating this for months, thinking you could see it. Uh, but, you know, what can you do? Um, consulting your list. There are a couple that are, I don't want to say, like, equidistant, okay. but that are nearby. The nearest one to you, while not a scion, um, would be Jalib. Better known, perhaps, as Tropius. Okay. Um, they are still hanging out near Xantha. Interesting, okay. In that sort of jungle. Okay. Um, also, semi-nearby is the mound where oh. part of Howl's life essence was given over. And there's okay. a there's a pretty potent fire essence in that direction. Okay. I would go there, 100%. Okay. Locking it in right now. Locked in, 100%. Hundo percento. Okay, you hop upon bullet. Uh, I imagine Wadsworth is probably called away. Yeah. Um, you leap upon bullet, and you fly off towards the mound. Um, and as you're flying... And you kind of crest over the jungle that you've trudged through with your pals for mm. like 16 weeks in real time. <laughs> but really, it was yeah. like three days. As you fly over top of that, you do eventually see a bit of a clearing where sand and jungle kind of stop trying to fight for supremacy. And eventually, it gives way to a slightly paved road. And just off to the side where... Where those two biomes meet is now a very large, very lightly smoking mountain. Okay. 
mountain's a strong word. It probably stands about 60 feet high. Okay. But it is smoking, and there's a lot of heat okay. emanating from it. Got it. Uh, I will approach that. If uh, I will send out Wadsworth at this point, but if mm-hmm. either of them are uncomfortable around the heat, they can go back into their Pokeballs. That is fine. Yeah. I know I like having Wadsworth out on these, but being a water type, even though he's super effective, if it's too hot, I understand. I would say Wadsworth is a bit uncomfy, mm-hmm. but not like unbearably so. Okay. Bullet is like, nah, dude, catch me when we're back on the airwaves, dude. Sure thing, brah. Put me back in, dude. Bro, I'm straight up not having a good time. <laughs> All right. As you as you approach this large volcano, it's a short jaunt of a flight. It's barely worth mentioning. It takes mm-hmm. you like 15 minutes to get there. Yeah. But you can see it from where, like, as soon as you get over the top of the canyon. Yeah. You just see a smoking mound, and you're like, fire! And then you notice that it's actually a volcano. There are two strong presences here. One much more overpowering than the other. Okay. Uh, which you correctly presume would be the Firestone seed that you had sort of planted here, for lack of a better word. Okay. Um, can't really plant a stone, but you did, and it's taking root. Which, again, metaphor falls apart, but that's kind of what it's doing. As it's spreading its tendrils down through the earth, the other one is a familiar and very welcoming presence for Milo in that it it's very reminiscent of Howl. Okay. Um, is there anything that I can see or channel where it's like in a specific spot or is it just kind of like all around? The the really overpowering fire is all underground beneath you. Okay. All underneath. It, it spires up until about 20 feet before the top of this hill um, and then it just spreads down and out. Mm. Okay. But the sort of potent howl-like energy seems to be like apparating at one point of the hill for a moment, and then it'll disappear and then reappear somewhere else. Okay. And it'll disappear and it'll pop back somewhere else. Okay. Um, letting go of my current uh, prime mind instincts for a moment and returning to the roots of a boy who once was. Uh, a boy who once was. He will kind of run towards a point where he can see it apparating and let out his best little howl. Oh! And run towards him. Okay. As best as he can until he disappears again. Okay. As you run towards the sort of fiery spectral outline of your pal running with all your might, lungs burning from the kind of sulfurous air. It turns to see you, kind of corks its head sideways like an excited dog, tail swishing, and then it vanishes as you get close. And then it reappears at your side looking up. I'm presuming that I can't pet him, but I will still try. And I'll just say it's so nice to see you, my friend. You impact what feels like solid fire that doesn't burn you. Mm. Where you can feel it kind of licking around on your palm, but it doesn't immediately incinerate the skin from your bones and leave you like a little skelly man. But as you kind of pat upon him, howl 
knowing you can see him uh -huh. and recognizing that you're an equal now, uh -huh. just kind of turns in front of you and sits. It's good to see you. Oh. For sure. I, I've popped in for glimpses now and then. Yeah. I've, when you've been in need, but... I've kind of noticed. Man, it's, it's good to see you. Yeah. I... How is everybody? How's uh, everyone hanging in? And I'll kind of gesture to Wadsworth because he hasn't seen yeah. Wadsworth evolved at all. And uh, man, you got big! Yeah, wow! It's it's been a ride. I don't know how uh, this process works and like what you've been through. Um, so I'd love to catch up and hear about your side too. And I will tell him about each one of the team members in detail and how they're doing to my knowledge because I haven't seen them since they left in Oriander yeah. so this info is already heavily outdated um, but then you know kind of circle back to um, uh, I want to warn him about the Oni and just to keep an eye out just in case Man, that sounds nuts yep and uh Ask how things have been going on his end, and then we'll get into the heavier stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been quite the responsibility. I mean, there's there's a lot going on, man. Yeah. Like, there's... I'm just one of, like, a, a couple of these guys, I guess, that watch over... For the fire, fire specifically? Yeah, mm. I guess fires had, like, a rough existence. Mm, you know, okay. like... Every time it gets a guardian or something, they try to ascend to do something. I don't know. Interesting. The, uh, there's a guy they call him like Firewalker. Okay. He uh he pops in every now and then. He's a dog like me. Okay. But he's like really big. Um, he's the one that kind of raised this little volcano up here to oh, keep it safe. I just keep an eye on it. I make sure no other uh, no other uh, fire guys come nearby. Got to make sure you know lay down the law, spook them. A lot of people think this hill's haunted. Bear. Which you know I mean yeah. I guess, kind of, it is. Yeah. Um, this is a, an odd question, but is there a way for you to have your body back? Um, as far as I've been told from the firewalker until like an actual guardian shows up, this is kind of how it's going to work. Hmm. I guess fire, he says it's really corruptive. So, you know, the fire guardians kind of get burned out. Gotcha. Uh, pun, pun unintended, I yeah. guess. But uh, yeah, I guess they kind of ate through a lot of a lot of guardians really quick. Remember uh, uh what's got mortar? Yeah. Remember mortar back yeah. in the day? Yeah. Touched it, got all glassy. Yeah, right? yeah. That's yeah, true. apparently that happens a lot. So that's they true. they went the spirit guardian route or something. Do you remember who it was prior? Uh, before me, it was some kind of a some kind of a uh, what they call him, like a rapid. Rappy Dash. Rap okay. Rapid Dash. That's it. Big okay. horse with a horn on it. It was uh, something like that. And then before that one, it was the it was the Firewalker dude. But okay. I guess he tried to, you know, grow beyond this this world. Sure. Um, what do you mean by this world? Oh, he's like... Well, I guess he's kind of like me. Uh-huh. Where he can just appear in flames. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's the craziest thing. If you ever see it, it's like this, but like he's big, uh -huh. and like his body is still in there. But then he can just 
like disappear and show up where fire is anywhere. Interesting. He doesn't need the stone. He can just go. What if, hypothetically, it were to be a shared guardianship? Would you be able to have your body then? Like if, because to elaborate, we've been kind of going around and Wadsworth and I are pseudo what you are, but to- I this, can tell, yeah, yeah, you've got a glow. Yeah. So like if we were able to find a combo, like say Bentley and Mortar to take over this role, yeah, I mean, Mortar's already been in contact with this thing once, right? Yeah. I'd imagine. He uh he pulled through. Pulled through all right. That guy's been through a lot. Yeah. That's uh Yeah, I mean Do you think it would be corruptive to him again still? I can't imagine. If he pulled through the first time, I guess it's kinda like a once you're okay, you're fine sort of deal, but hmm. he also was you know, he was young when he found it. Yeah. Where now, you know, we're all a little bit older. In uh, in a hypothetical situation, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but let's say we were to find a replacement, someone to take over and be the guardian. Do they just show up here and ask, or? Um, I mean, they do technically have to like challenge me, but got it. Um, there there is precedent for sort of stepping down as a guardian, but you do need to. Although I'm just, you know, I'm just a warden. Sure, sure. So they tell me. But, uh, yeah, if if somebody were to come here and be prove themselves strong enough and and honorable, you know, there's a there's a trial. They'd have to meet the Firewalker and all that stuff, you know. Did, so did you meet him originally when you touched it? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Growl was there, too, but he didn't get to stay for too long. Gotcha. He, uh, he told me that I was, I was ready for the responsibility. And that uh, it would be a temporary solution, and that he's out there looking right now. But oh, okay. You know, it's been it's wow. been a while, but yeah. I'm trying to just be patient and roll with the punches, because Stone needed a guardian. Couldn't have a war of fire types running around, burning the whole world down. Yeah. So, what do you know about the upcoming uh, potential disaster? Oh, not much. Mm. I know the moon's kind of freaky. Yeah. A lot of those little rock guys come around here, but I'm made of fire, so they can't really do much. Are you they just uh, sort of melt away? Taking them out? Yeah, yeah. They uh they wander in every now and then. I usually just give them a nice little uh, headbutt, knock them into the lava down there. That usually does a trick. Um, they're not scared of me though. It's the weirdest thing. Hmm. A lot of people they they see this, they go running. They think it's a ghost made of fire. Yeah. Which you know, fair. Okay. Plus horns and. And the tail. I get mistaken for all kinds of things. I'm sure. So I'll take this time to fill him in on all the stuff that I know about. Yeah. The the coming uh, impending doom, just so he's aware of it. Um, and it, he can relay that to the Firewalker as well. And if the Firewalker wants to chat, I'm 100% open to that. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can like, call him. Oh, like he'll come right now? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Unless sure. he's like super busy. Okay. Uh, doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah, he'll he'll let out a really loud howl mm -hmm. where you kind of have to like cover your ears because your senses are so overclocked. Uh-huh. And the volcano beneath you kind of like... <laughs> and then up at the summit, there's this massive brown and red dog with a golden crown of fire. Whoa. Yeah, so that's him. Okay. 
Um, I'm, I'm going to chill down here. I got to make sure okay. if he's on alert here, I got to make sure, you know, nothing gets in, but okay. good luck. Thanks. I mean, you're, you're capable and he'll kind of like shoulder check you just a little bit. And again, you're expecting to be like completely immolated, but yeah. you survive. All right. Uh, well, I will, I'll make sure we, uh, stop by on the way out. Oh, dude, anytime. You best believe it. And he just kind of mutters to himself. He's like, man, God, I miss those guys. I haven't, it's like, I haven't checked in in a while. And I will head up the volcano. And when I get within earshot, I will say, greetings, Yamil. Greetings, Mutahadith. I apologize for calling on you short notice. I don't know if you were aware, but Owl there used to be in my care before. You are the Milo he speaks highly of. Yes, that's mm. that's me. How good for him to see you again. Yeah, it's it's quite nice. Um, speaking of, b before I get to the other things, he was saying that you were searching for someone as a a replacement guardian. Yes, I seek another, a more permanent solution than this ghastly division. Yeah, I'd imagine you'd need more of a physical presence to fulfill that job. How how's he doing at it, by the way? He's phenomenal, and which is why I fear reuniting him with his body for the moment. Mm. For if he were to be corrupted, we would be losing a great soul. Gotcha. Because, uh, I mean, obviously as his prior trainer, I could bring it here, and mm. that could be something that I could assist with if you want to try, and if it's something he wants to do. But um, if there's anyone else out there you're looking at as far as Replacement, I could help with that too. That's obviously I have a very personal connection with this. Yes. Well, the connection between fire and the sun has always been irrevocable. And as such, we must tread lightly when finding guardians. Okay. The previous scion of the short-lived solar stone destroyed a lot of trust gotcha. between the types. Hmm. And as ours is derivative of theirs, their corrupting influence reappears now and again. Was that Helios? Was not. Okay. But Helios was but a pawn in someone else's game. Okay. Who thought himself a king. Interesting. <sighs> All right. Well... I mean, to be honest, that's the main reason I came here was for the similar impending lunar event we have on the horizon. Yes. I don't know how aware of that. Imminently. Okay. My knowledge of the solar invasion has been invaluable in preparing for this lunar incursion. Gotcha. What are, what are kind of the high-level points on preparing maybe that I could help share throughout the region well talk has been stirring of using the solar powers against the lunar invasion as the lunar exists because of the solar invasion hmm. a new type appearing was largely unprecedented before then 
but it seems to be an all-too-frequent occurrence nowadays. Fear the humans experimenting with fusing these spires maybe accelerating natural responses. Yeah, I'm kind of concerned about that. So, I don't know if you're aware how this all started, and I'll gesture to the mound uh, itself uh, with the, a man-created stone-seeking monstrosity. Yes, I believe my brother may have been entwined in the creation of one such beast. Yeah, Raklot, right? Yes. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Is is he okay, do you know? As far as I have heard, he's fine. Storms still roll across the skies. When was the last time you spoke with him? Oh, it has been centuries. Because it might be worth double-checking that he is actually fine. <clears throat> well, corporeal though he may be, I do not believe... He could be taken from us in any meaningful way. But I will heed your advice. Okay, thank you. Uh, have you seen or heard of any other uh, stone-collecting monstrosities? I have not, though, again, there have been whispers among the Scions mm. that portions of stone have been disappearing and reappearing in separate parts of the world. Got it. Yeah, it's... Again, we believe it to be largely human activity. Okay. I... To my knowledge, it might not be. It might be another creation um, of sorts. But forgive my ignorance on this. So you and your siblings are not scions or guardians? We are not. Okay. We are held at bay. We were once on par with they that became the Solar Scion. We were all spiritual beings, part of the land before the land was full of other things. We brought life to this place, and now we prepare to watch it die. Does the Solar Scion still exist? Yes. A Scion can never be fully destroyed. Least of all, the sun. So, do you think there's a way we can prepare? Or I guess how how was the solar scion quelled? In a, what well, it, it wasn't peaceful. The solar scion, similar to what I imagine, is coming had a destructive emergence into the world. Spirits of the land and the stars are ill-equipped to deal with other sentient beings. It has taken us centuries to learn to speak as you and I do now. Got it. For a long while we roamed these lands until settlements appeared. Then we realized we must remain distant. But the Solar Scion is still here somewhere, bound and sealed away. Oh. Similar. As your predecessor was. Interesting. And was that by, um... The Maker? Yeah. Yes. They just decided to do that? 
In what I cannot imagine would be an easy decision, they sealed away one of their own children. Oh my goodness. Locking them away behind a celestial gate. <laughs> so in theory, the only way to speak with them would be to set them free? Let me answer your question with a question. Uh-huh. Were you able to speak with your predecessor before he was freed? Yes. Do you now carry that title and those abilities? Uh-huh. It may not be beyond you. Okay. Because if I'm being honest, uh, the thought of potentially <sighs> conversing with them to have a first-hand account of what it's like to be just thrusted into existence and have that kind of violent temperament might give us just the insight we need to handle this upcoming one. If it is your wish to speak with the Solar Scion, I would recommend you speak to their sister, the Scion of the Wind. Okay. They may give you some insights. More than I could. When you say wind, do you mean in the human traditional sense, like flying aspected? Like, say, uh, well, I, I don't have bullet out, but... It is a far more natural aspect. Gotcha. The literal breezes that roll through the roaring typhoons off the coast. Okay. I guess what I'm asking is, like, in the imprisonment of, say, my predecessor or the solar scion, is there, like, a wind stone? Or was that the equivalent of flying type? Neither. Okay. The Salil Ariyah is the spirit of the wind. Anywhere the breeze blows, she is aware. I see. So similar to you being the spirit of flame. Precisely. Got it. In any open flame I can appear... Okay. Um, have you heard of any people or beings or Pokemon that have been able to or have been thrusted through time into, like, another world that was not their own? Yes, my siblings and I. Scion of the sun and that of the winds. None of us originated here. We appeared centuries ago in your time. We existed prior and found a world ready to be tamed. How'd you come over here? We awoke one day. Not in our natural spaces. Oh, so you don't even know? You could, could you go home if you wanted? I do not know. We never thought to try. We do not experience attachment the way the humans do. Each day we exist, we take in stride. There is no desire for what has come before, no fear of what may arise. There is only now. Okay. Uh, na 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 So... I've been kind of asking the other Scions and Guardians for opinions on this. This is a bit of a weird take, mm. but considering trying to find a way, similar to how you're from another 
world, so to speak, to send this lunar scion to another world. And in doing so would require potentially shards of some of the stones. Mm. And in our conversation that we're having, it sounds like fire is particularly volatile. Yes. And might be a helpful catalyst in the power that's needed to create an opening such as that? Is that something you would be willing to assist in acquiring for us? There is something I would recommend you seek. Okay. At the site of binding for the Solar Scion. Okay. You will find a powerful and sacred ash scattered amongst the rocks and whatever remains in that space. Okay. Its location is unknown to me. The site of binding? Yes. Okay. But anywhere the solar scion went, they left behind this potent ash. ash. Should you coat yourself in it, no fire could burn you. If you find this ash and bring it to me, you may have your fire catalyst. Interesting. You must prove to me that there will be something left of you when we're done experimenting. What would the fire, the sacred ash would be for you? Would be for you. Oh, okay. That's what I thought, but I just wanted to clarify. Okay. Fire is indeed a catalyst. Yeah. If we were to allow it to spread, it would consume everything in its path. I must ensure that something survives. Okay. Do you know where I would find the, um, their sibling, the spirit of the wind? Seek out a site of great natural power. A storm, perhaps. My brother may be able to assist you in that regard. My sister, if she's not too busy. Gotcha. Regrettably, my duties keep me here. Okay. But find Raklat or Sani. They may be able to show you. Okay. Uh, and then, I think you've kind of answered my question, but I'll ask anyway. For those of us preparing for the fight to come, that might be more fire-aspected. Uh, is there anything you can recommend or give to help improve our readiness in the way that our mutual friend is able to ignite his inner soul and return I can grant this power to any who would wish it but they must show me that they are not corrupted by solar influence but that is a wish I cannot grant okay fair enough I appreciate it Um, I'll let you get back to your patrols and your search for a guardian. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Mortar, who travels with us, or if you had... I do not know that name. Okay. Our mutual friend may have mentioned them. Okay. But I am afraid names and titles are... 
much and more beyond my understanding. Fair enough. Uh, he did touch this the entire spear of Firestone in the past. Mm. And uh, while it did definitely make him a little aggressive in the moment, he has dwelled in a capture device made of the material since. Mm. And... Um, and it has not driven him insane. Uh, not that I know of, but I think you would be the, the judge of that. Mm. Just saying. I don't know if you have any uh, top contenders, but it may be worth investigating. There are a few in the wild, but I would prefer a situation much like we have with you and your accomplice here, and he'll motion to Wadsworth. Yeah, it's, uh... I prefer a balance. Yeah, I think him and his trainer might be able to uh, have that balance, and as they are equals much like Wadsworth and myself. Hmm. Well, they make their way to me, and there is no sign of solar corruption. I will aid where I can. Okay. Well, yeah, that was uh, that was it. I'll let you get back to your search. I thank you for your time, and uh, of course, speak my name into an open fire. Should you have more questions, will do. Farewell, Yamil. Godspeed, Mutadith Kathir. The rumbling in the ground will subside as the fire folds back into the earth. Alrighty. I will return to Howl. Okay. And, uh, that's a, a bit of a intimidating yet gentle boss you have. Right? Yeah. Dude, is crazy. Yeah. I thought he was gonna, like, Kill me or, like, throw me out of here when he first showed up. But he's been super helpful. Yeah. Well, he says you're doing a really good job. Oh, that's too. That's good to hear. Yeah. So, um, we miss you terribly. Oh, I miss you guys, too. But, hey, if you ever need me, I'm going to call away. For sure. I Plus, if, uh, you know, if he's as close as he says he is, I might be able to get out of here. Pretty quick here. That would be great. <laughs> I have missed Arjan's cooking. Mm. I have missed Ruby's cooking. Fair. Yeah. Oh, man. What I wouldn't give. But it's okay. It was a, it was a noble thing that we had to do. Yeah. I would, I would make this choice again in a, in a heartbeat. And that's why I knew you were the right, the right hound doom for the job. Yeah. Shame Growl couldn't, like, also stay. Would have been kind of cool to have, like, yeah. my bro here. But it's all right. Again, don't worry about me. We got other stuff going on. Yeah. He uh, he evolved, too, by the way. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, it's about time. Yeah. Wow. So something to look forward to. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to see everybody again. I hear Ooh. you. Man, you recharged my batteries. I'm ready. All right. Well, I'm ready to keep watch again. It was great to see you, Hal, and I'll give him uh, a hug as I can hug a fire ghost. 
Yeah. And um, I'll say I, uh, I love I love it when you're nearby, and um, we'll we'll definitely be uh, in touch. If you uh, if you decide to check in though, I don't know if you can ignition on your own doing like on purpose. But uh, Monty's actually out with the team doing the gym circuit. No kidding. Yeah, I've only got Wadsworth and Bullet here, so whoa! If you ever want to pop in and just see how they're uh, how they're faring, you can. Well, uh, sadly, it's a it's kind of a one sided thing. Mm, I gotcha. Just, I appear places sometimes, but I don't think I gave Monty the information on how to do that, so that hey, probably won't happen. That's <laughs> all right. It's been it's been enough to just hear how everybody's doing. Yeah. Well, you're out there potentially kicking butt at gyms, so. You know it. <laughs> All right, my friend. It was great to see you. And oh, yeah. we'll see each other soon. Absolutely. I, I can tell. And he just goes, Yahoo! <laughs> and just, like, runs back to back to work with a, new, a newly reinvigorated, a very powerful 15-minute break. <sighs> All right, as you wrap up your meeting... With Yamil Hamayatan. That's a cool name. Right? Dude, I'm telling you. Some of these titles are awesome. Hamayatan just like rolls off the tongue. It does. Some of these don't. Yeah. And some of them, I'm like, this is a great idea and it was really cool. Um, okay. So our goal is to seek out the Raklat al-Muhajim. The spark striker. Indeed. Um, go ahead and give to me a stone sus check. Ar Arcana, nature, perception, investigation. Any of those would do. Okay. If we're focusing on the power of lightning. What's the power of lightning? Do, 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 do. Uh, 17. 17. That's a low roll for you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, really bad. It's not even in the 30s. <laughs> wow. How does it feel? Really bad. Um, I need this to Oh, you have, you have five... Dice. Yeah, I wouldn't use it for that. Okay. I should see what those are, though. <coughs> just, just in, in case. case. Just in case. There weren't any rolls for that, but yeah. just in case. Because Monty can't use them, but you nope. can. Which has been kind of fun in that yeah. sense. Wow, those are some stacked rolls, dude. Jeez, dude. Okay. Um, yeah, as you, as you concentrate, you turn off different um, selection functions for your quest menu. Filter. And you're like, filter by side quests, no. Key NPCs, yes. Um, a type drop-down list pops out, you hit electric, and suddenly it gets very, very quiet with two exceptions. Okay. Um, one very, very strong but very localized point uh, would put it directly to your east, which, as you would Fola. know, would be Fola. Yep. Um, and another one is just very vague in these sort of rolling clouds over the region. Interesting. Okay. Just sort of out and about. Okay. So I think what we will do is get a stride bullet and okay. see where the biggest concentration of storm clouds is. Yeah. And then not go in it, but then go like up and over it. Over top. Yes. Okay. Not up straight through it, but for that, let's do nature. Find okay. me the find me the best storm. Okay. How about a twenty-four? That seems pretty good. 
Um, there's a pretty sizable, like, not like a supercell, but like mm -hmm. a storm cloud mm -hmm. rolling literally kind of like up and down as if bounding through the air. And it's moving with a pretty irregular speed. It's currently floating somewhere just to the um, south, kind of south-southeast, not to Fola, but of where you are now, mm. kind of like at this weird angle cutting across. So we'll put it somewhere on like Route 106. Okay. Kind of floating over the top over there. Um, and it seems like that bounding storm cloud is in pretty high winds from where you are. As you're like... That's a cloud. And it's moving. Okay. This bullet's like, aye, aye, chief. And takes off with you. Okay. And Wadsworth's like, wait for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wadsworth's like, I keep forgetting me. Just kidding. Oh, could you? <laughs> All right. Um, as you take off in that direction, the storm cloud is kind of moving perpendicular to you. So mm. you bullet sort of adjusts course to fly. And then eventually you're right alongside it. Okay. Takes you about probably 30 minutes to catch up to a storm. Um, but you get to the edge of this sort of big rolling cloud base, and there's there's royals of thunder and a lot of wind. But there's no rain. There's no lightning. Okay. Um, again, we'll try to go up above to okay. see if we can see anything from above. Yeah. As you fly up above, kind of breaking through this weird gray cloudscape. Yeah. Um, you're able to look down over this storm. Mm -hmm. You see two shapes. Okay. One is massive, uh -huh. avian, and seems to be kind of coasting gently alongside. Okay. It looks like a cross between a bird and like a plesiosaur. Okay. And the other is similar to what Howell looked like if it was blue and made of lightning. Okay. Bouncing through each one. And they have head shapes that seem to be facing one another. And then they both kind of shift to look up at you. Okay. As, you f as you're kind of flying over with bullet. Okay. Uh, in that case, if they're looking at me, I will try to hopefully guess right that this is Raklat. Yeah. And I will um, just put my, my hands up as in like a, I mean no harm. And... Say, I'm looking for a clot. Then you have found him. What brings a boy to my storm cloud? Uh, so I actually just was speaking with your brother, Yamil. Oh, and how is Yamil? He is doing good. Uh, he said it had been a, a while since... It has. Yeah, okay. Many times has the sun gone up and back down. True. Uh, uh, I do need to talk to you, but uh, please forgive mm -hmm. me. Uh, can I do a nature check or insight to see if this is a similar presence when I met the Tidecaller on the side? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it is overwhelming Okay. Um, in that regard, but okay. it seems closer to the thing you're speaking to. But it's a very powerful mixture of your own power. Mm-hmm. Um, to what Milo w it would register as flying, uh -huh. but there's no stone associated with it. This okay. is just an incredibly powerful being. Okay. 
I, I will say though this uh, I do have questions to ask but uh, sorry I, I just need to address this uh, is your friend here I believe we've met before when I met with Rabu the spirit that you are flying at this point kind of directly over uh-huh. will perch this massive white and dark blue head mm-hmm. over the top of this storm cloud uh-huh I thought you looked familiar. Yeah, I don't think we actually met last time. I wasn't 100% sure that I We would... did not. Yeah. I was providing a cover. Oh, okay. Well, uh, my name's Milo. Um, I don't... I don't believe uh, we were introduced. We were not. I am Salil Al-Riyah. Okay. It's a mouthful, I know. Yeah, it's... Uh, that's a very uh, beautiful name, though. Thank you. Um... So, first off, I I wanted to ask Reclot. I apologize on behalf of humanity, but uh, in in our travels, we had uncovered some uh, documents that uh, some of our kind were trying to experiment on you. That they were. Yeah, they. And I extracted my fee on my escape. Got it. Okay, so. Um, I I hate to ask. This might be a really stupid question, but it kind of seems like you are like a spirit made of lightning. Yes. Is that how you escaped? Like, do they still have your body? No. Okay. No, this is all there is. Oh, okay. They have all manner of machines, this group. Machines capable of scratching doors. <laughs> Come here, Goober. Come here, Goober. Come here. They have all manner of machines that we were not prepared for. But they were not prepared for me to be aware. Good. I'm glad. I do not know the extent to which they have benefited from my absence from the free world, but cannot imagine it will do them much good for long. Okay. Lightning can scarcely be kept bottled. True. Uh, so, TLDR for this, since we just did it. TLDR. Uh, want to kind of run through the similar notion of, you know, we all know what's coming up with the potential lunar invasion. I'm trying to look for solutions that aren't just, hey, let's go kill it. Um, and it was mentioned to me that the previous solar scion went through a similar experience. Hmm. And I'm wondering if I were able to get in contact with it without setting it free, if we might be able to discern additional information on what that process is like when you're coming into being as a scion that might help us prepare and potentially have a better introduction for the new one so we can avoid the needless violence. The spirit of the wind will chime in. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe it could be of assistance with that. Far, far to the west. Mm-hmm. West of your settlement with the large spire that was built. I'm not sure of the human word for it. It reaches to the heavens like a hand. Oh, Alluvia? Grasping at fate. Yeah, the big tower. Yes. It's a stupidly arrogant tower. 
Yes, far west of that eye blight. Okay. You will find a ring of stones. Twenty. Twenty stone. Okay. That is where my counterpart is being kept. If you should reach there, you should be able to communicate through the stones without breaking the barrier. Just be careful not to touch them. Okay. Uh, do you have any insight? I mean, like, it could potentially save me the trip if they're your counterpart. As far... Like, do you foresee any possibility where this lunar scion comes into being and we can reach a peaceful introduction? There is always a chance. Okay. As we have seen with Yamil's ascension, there have been no downsides, no repercussions, just a lack of guardianship in his wake. So what you're saying is similar to... Um, similar to him and I, I guess potentially you both. We could help it ascend and not be the destructive force that it is, or that wouldn't really help in that regard? Perhaps I can clear things up. Okay. The... The Lunark mm-hmm. in your tongue, mm-hmm. the one up there, this is their ascension. Oh. The... So they existed prior, and now they're... They did. They flew. They flew the skies as I do now. Mm. But only at night. Very dramatic. <laughs> There was an attempt to bring about a new a new power source similar to these stones that exist now. One of one of the moon and all of its many capabilities. And when that went poorly it was sealed away. Though at the time the Maker hadn't mastered the sealing rituals. Ah, so... And as such, your moon was born. Got it. Okay. So the the moon was a a beta test, if you will, of the spire jailing system. In the way that the sun was as well. Got it. But the sun became integral when life appeared. So is there any threat, potentially, of the sun hatching at some point? Or no, because the Scion is locked away. The Scion has been locked away. Got it. His ascension was halted. Interesting. Surely one of your station is aware of the precursor, they that come before. Mm -hmm. Titles, titles, left, right, and center. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Many beings have attempted to rise to that station, and all have failed. Of the precursor? Yes. Got it. Many scions in the past have it in their mind that they should be a god. Rise above. So, are you familiar with Helios or Lord Ridgemont? Helios, yes. I can't say that the name Lord Ridgemont rings a bell. Because they were saying that they are related to the Precursor as well. Does that sound familiar? Well, you all are. Oh, okay. I see. In a way. Some take that relationship more literally than others. Got it. I mean, they were pretty clear, like Helios saying that that was mother, to use his exact words, Mm. but not literally, just like a religiously... Helios, it is likely, would see it that way. Got it. The solar 
scion, my counterpart, to use a similar phrase from before, a less painful one. When they ascended, they were nearly there. Very close. They reached the gates. Oh, wow. And they were cast away. All of their followers fell back down here below us. And they were left to rot and die and wither in their own ways. Some were more resilient than others. Helios has stuck around long enough that his face is rotted off. Fair enough. They're mostly harmless, as long as you don't particularly engage with them. From what I hear, they can't strike down one of your kind. Not on their own. But, as you know, probably better than most, your kind is quite keen on striking one another down. Yeah. Yeah. Easily twisted. Yeah. True. Somewhat. You're quite young for an aspiring scion. Yeah. Forgive my asking. But it's... how how did this happen to you? Um so I was traveling with my good friend Wadsworth, who at the time was a Psyduck, if you're familiar. And we were seeking out to find means to train his psychic abilities, because I at the time had no knowledge on how to train those abilities. We seeked out a teacher, and he taught not only him, but me, and we ended up getting a piece of source stone each to defend and have become a very solid unit in that sense, like a tandem guardian, I guess. And then uh, the previous Mutahadith Kathir reached out to me and was asking for, for freedom hmm. in exchange for enhanced abilities which were only accepted uh, with good intention because we had friends that were corrupted by the lunar abilities mm. and the powers he gave were capable of curing them and that was a gift I could not refuse and you've so, mastered this cure so young yeah I, I, I don't know if I'd say mastered but um yeah, it's uh, it's been going well, and uh, I'm happy to help save those that are impacted by this, and in setting him free, which I was capable of doing, uh, I did gain additional abilities before he passed on. You broke the seal. I did. Impressive. But I don't. I don't necessarily intend to do that with the other solar scion. Yes, I should hope not. Yeah. We would have to kill you. Yeah, no, I definitely don't want to do that. Um, Be undesirable. Yeah, definitely no. The Mutahadith Kathir and the human champion being sealed away was more of a precaution. Mm. Neither one was attempting to ascend to godhood. They simply caused enough trouble. Fair enough. Yeah, the... Which is why I imagine you still draw breath. Y yep. Uh, the human champion is out and about currently on a unsure on their intentions. Well, whatever they are, they surely didn't learn their lesson. Sealing two things that hate each other away for a long time very rarely ends well. True. Um, I also heard from Yamil that 
um, you lot are potentially from a different like world or timeline. We are, yes. Do you have any idea how that happened, or if you wanted to go home, could you? Oh, I remember a series of violent bursts of energy. Although I fear the stones in this reality are far less powerful than the ones Mm. that I come from. Interesting. That is why I am not infused in any way with the stones from here, but still I wield the powers of wind as easily as I ever did. Gotcha. I'm, I'm kind of considering an idea where we can try to replicate a similar set of detonation of power to hmm. relocate the lunar scion to a different world. Uh, there are there's one that I know of. I, I, I don't know how to steer it, but there's another world I've heard of that has already kind of been laid to waste. I imagine it's the one we came from. Oh. Yeah, if we were able to, you know, do something similar and send it over there. There is someone you should seek out. Okay. Though I believe he may be dead. Okay. So it may be difficult. Got it. Love it. You should find a man named Elmar. Okay. He and his friends, back in my time, mm-hmm. managed to do something similar, or they were at least present for it. I'm fairly certain it's how we ended up here. I'm Happy gonna... cosmic accident. Okay. I'm going to roll a history check, because I know I've looked at the statue, but it's also my character, so I'm not going to forget that. But yeah. as my character, I, it, it's hard mm-hmm. for me to pretend to forget. Yeah. So we'll make Remember a... Remember to forget me. <laughs> We'll, okay. We'll do a history yeah. check to see if he can remember that he saw that statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be a 24. 24? Yeah, you're, you're, you start to, like, the, the name starts to jog some memories. Um, you're not entirely sure because the statue in Fola mm-hmm. does not have names yeah. of, like, Elmar or Perseus. But these are names that have been cropping up a lot. Yeah. But... I thought it did. I thought it did say Elmar on the statue. It may have. Yeah. Um, but in fairness, like, I yeah. May, you, I may have just written it down because I knew it was yeah. him because it's my character. I will say it's reasonable given what you've learned mm-hmm. and with sort of what everybody else has been picking up on that the name, the names like Elmar, Pollen probably brought him up. Mm-hmm. Um, Perseus Blackwater, you've, you've talked True. to like a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, these names always feed back into one another. Okay. But if you can't find him, mm-hmm. because I'm fairly certain there's very little chance he's still alive. Mm-hmm. It's been, oh, I don't know, 300 years, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine humans live that long these days. Yeah. Um, there's another one you could look for. Find find a man named Refusu. Okay. A bit haughty, a bit, bit full of himself, but surely in a fight he would have your back. Do, do you, um, because the other people that I've heard of that have done this were uh, a fellow by the name of Alnamir and uh, Perseus, and uh, we met a guy who was like a in a kind of a ghost, but traveling between realms, accidentally named Pollen. No, oh, that could only be Pollen Watkins. Yes, that the was poor dear spent centuries in the astral sea. 
Each time he goes there, he's there for longer and longer. Mm. I'm sure he'll return someday. Okay. But yes, yes, the name Perseus is familiar. Poor dear, he was drowned. And then undrowned, and then... Sort of left to fight in a battlefield of the gods. Truly unfortunate, that existence. I'm afraid I don't know Alnimir, though. Okay. Alright, well that makes sense. I think I will do both still and speak with the Solar Scion, because I, I do think that's... Sounds like the most uh, likely person to remember those events and how that happened, so... Yes, I imagine they would remember much more closely. The sun was shining bright that day. I was still aspected at the time. There were many parts of me. Okay. Uh, Salil, I know you're not really attuned to any stones here. No, goodness no. But... As someone who trains a lot with uh, birds and bird-type Pokemon, are you aware of a scion or guardian that would guard the flying stone? I was for a time. A very large bird. Mm -hmm. Red feathers. Okay. Flew around for a good long while. Yeah. Grew to an enormous size. Yes, I'm familiar. And then the humans intervened. In their development. Probably saved the poor thing's life. Growing far too large, far too quickly. But alas, the... Flying stones... Are more incorporeal. You'll have to look for strong winds, strong breezes. Powerful storms. The stones are more fragmented. For ones aspected in this way. Okay. Got it. All right. Much less material. Fair enough. Um, Easier to guard. There's nothing to steal. Yeah, true. Um, well, I think that kind of addresses that. I'll probably start heading in that direction, but... Um, make, a, make an insight check. Okay. Uh, 21. I'll say, or history... I believe those are the same. Did you say insider history? Yeah. Uh, Insights, wisdom, yeah, history is intelligence. Okay. Um, the wings that you're looking at, uh -huh. the feathers uh -huh. on the end of those wings uh -huh. look eerily familiar. Okay. And you could swear that you had one. Oh, the feather? And that you may have given it to, to Monty. Okay. As you're kind of flying and really just noticing this thing, mm -hmm. as the uh, the spark striker beneath has just been enjoying the jaunt, as the as the sign of the winds is like this, just mm -hmm. kind of cruising mm -hmm. on their back, just floating aloft on top of clouds, as you and Bullet are like. So anyway, <laughs> I was thinking, but yeah, the the feather looks familiar. Okay. Um, I'll bring it up. I, we actually came into contact with one of your feathers, I think, now that I'm looking at it. I think it was um, with that large bird. 
Yes, I imagine it would have been. Did you give it to him? Not on purpose. Oh. Sometimes they feathers just fall. fall. And just by it it landing on it, it started growing in size and Oh yes, it's the darndest thing. These these pesky feathers of mine. Are they dangerous? In the wings of an unprepared bird, yes. Mm. Absolutely, I won't lie to you. Surely you've seen the power they hold. Oh, yeah. Rapid growth, incredible speed, yeah. increased metabolism, <laughs> things of those natures. Like, mm-hmm. He's like, I almost killed my dad by flapping my wings <laughs> twice. Interesting. So that bird became the guardian just kind of by acquiring one of your feathers then? Yes, it's a bit in the way of the natural order of things. There is no flying scion, and as such, any time any aspect of potent energy comes in contact with one that could be, they'll rise to the occasion. Fair enough. Um, I, I gave the feather to my partner, Monty, who's currently out flying with the rest of the team. Well, I imagine he's flying quite quickly then. I would imagine so, yeah. And, uh, I hope he's doing well. If you guys come across him in your travels, please give him a little tailwind boost. Oh, absolutely. I'll be on the lookout for a small bird with one of my feathers. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you both. And, uh... Yes, while Reclat may still not be over his incarceration, I enjoy chats with mortals that can keep up. Okay. Don't be a stranger. Uh, I won't. And, uh... I just ask if you can find it within yourself if the time comes and our plans fail and we have to fight. Um, you might help protect this world we live on. Well, you've been interesting enough. I'll give it a, I'll give it a thought. Consider it. All I can ask. All right. Well, I'm gonna go visit um, the Sun Scion. If you want to come, otherwise, <laughs> I'll catch you next time. <laughs> Goodbye, Milo of the Psychic Stone. <sighs> and with one flap of the wing, the whole storm cloud just <sighs> dissipates. Crazy. I'm going to lose my mind for a second because that was uh, a lot to contain. Mm-hmm. I totally thought that was going to be something else, but it wasn't. And uh, he's just kind of like, okay, that's uh, that's the, the source of all my <laughs> passion right uh-huh. there. That was crazy. Can't believe I just spoke with it. Uh, I so badly wanted to be like, can I have 50 feathers? But... <laughs> <laughs> Not now, not now. Oh, just... as you're as you're still flying, kind of reeling from this, you do find that the wind is always at your back. Mm. As bullets kind of just coasting around, like where to, boss? He's just constantly being held aloft, making it easier to stay airborne. Okay. But as you kind of look down from bullet, throw a perception check. How about a 33? A 33. As you're flying, um, you notice that you are a little ways west of Lake Lahana. Mm-hmm. 
and your eyes kind of trail down towards Watalonga. Mm-hmm. And you catch the very faint for a moment a familiar sense of a water stone. Okay. And it's not the one that is directly to your east belonging to the fur alligator. Okay. You sense crash. Mm, okay. And right alongside crash, mm-hmm. for a brief moment, there is the most potent feeling of steel you've ever felt. Oh, no. Before both subside. And it kind of pulls you out of your euphoria of flying. Yeah, I would definitely stop and make my start flying that direction. Okay. As you fly towards Watalonga, you feel you most of all feel a spiritual strain that emanates from the stone worn around your on your glove. Mm-hmm. As if a sibling is in danger. Before suddenly there is a massive explosion. Oh my god. Sending blue fiery energy up into the sky. And there is this shockwave that emits from this whole side of things. You watch as Watalonga is decimated. Completely cratered. And the overflown green river begins to sort of tsunami wave to the north headed up towards Fola and Summerbury. A sizable portion of the Amberite Sierras where you met the Venom Queen not but two, maybe three days ago at this point is sheaved off and launched towards the ocean. It's about a quarter mile of mountaintop is just launched off towards Amber Crag, off towards the port. But it flies very far. As as the energy is released, it's like a cosmic sword has been sliced through the mountaintop. Watalonga's gone. Bullet as you're flying. You should make a constitution saving throw for me. Okay. And then if... If I'm not thrown from bullet, I would like to do something else. Sure. Um, As the shock is wearing off. Constitution. Constitution for bullet. You have your dice. Yeah. This would be a prime time to use them. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to... We're going to... Roll the natural one, okay? And given the... what you want. Imminent shockwave of explosion that just cut a mountain and hit a home run with it. A new record! Uh, we're gonna we're gonna re-roll that into a 19 plus 1 for a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Bullet, you meet the DC. Oh! And as such, you take half. Um... As Bullet sort of shields around you, Mr. Rooter, he begins to fly upside down and folds his wings over top of you, 
coming into a nosedive. Okay. Dodging the brunt of the explosive wave that is kind of coming out in this big sort of funnel shape. Okay. Seems to be bursting skyward. That's insane. Um, so glad you made your save. Can I also project my light screen? Mm-hmm. Okay, and give him 30 additional temporary hit points. I'm so glad you did, because I just looked at your hit points, and this would have been bad. So because you take half uh -huh. bullet, uh -huh. um, you only take 54 points of water <laughs> damage. <laughs> as Milo, as you, no. as you are on the back of bullet, because a lot of stuff's happening at once. Yeah. You see the reality about three seconds in advance yeah. of Bullet it, having his neck snapped, his wings broken, and the two of you just plummeting a few hundred feet to the ground. And as you decide that you would rather not live in that world, because that was a natural one, yeah. which would have meant double damage, uh -huh. which would have been 216, yeah, which kills death. both of you, you decide that that's not the world you want to live in, and yours and Bullet's noses begin to heavily bleed uh -huh. as you shunt into a reality where instead Bullet is narrowly able to coat around you and keep you safe yeah. as you reciprocate and grab onto your gauntlet and project your shield around which holds up for a good long while before detonating as you emerge from Bullet's little cocoon because he's going to have to come in for a landing mm -hmm. he, he turns around makes sure to catch you as you guys are careening towards the ground mm -hmm. You're able to pull up just in time beneath what can only be described as a blue ash of irradiated powder. Incumbent with that con save that you succeeded, you do not gain a permanent weakness to water damage. However, as you are flying over this now kind of starting to settle down Green River as the choppy waters rock back and forth. There is no registry in your mind of where Crash should be. And you no longer sense that ever so faint but ever present Firestone that is Mortar's Pokeball. Okay. Those two things are now suddenly absent from your mind. Out of sheer selfishness mm -hmm. in this moment, in a panic of adrenaline, he's going to look around, having learned what he just learned, and try his absolute best mm -hmm. to look around and see if he can sense the feather on Monty, thinking that it's like a, the equivalent of a flying stone, to uh -huh. make sure they weren't there doing the gym while this happened. Okay, throw me a thing at disadvantage. It's a very, very tiny, tangentially related thing. Yeah. You are extending your senses. Um, at disadvantage, yeah. it would give me a 23. 23 is still pretty good. You want to sub any dice? Or no, not it? in this instance. Okay. You pick up no sign of the tiny feather. 
But it's at this moment you hear D reaching out in your mind through the telekinetic link. Uh, guys, there's a big old wave coming. Everybody okay? I'm just going to send back the most solemn no. Okay. As you... Bullet will halt his forward advance towards where Wadalonga should be. Uh-huh. As that blue ash continues to fall. The two of you can see anywhere that it lands. It just eats through what it lands on. Like Trees. Acid? Closer, is it like turning it into water? or like It is closer to a radiation burn. Oh my Anything God. organic begins to just wither. There are creatures beneath you. As much as this kills me to say, you see a few dozen corpses of small whoopers, all with chemical burns on them. A few quagsire as well that are just desperately trying to get whoever they can to safety. And you start to see bodies in the chaos that is this river. As immediately flying over the now about 200 foot shorter Amberite Sierras, you see Pidgeots flying in. Towards Wadalonga. Towards Wadalonga. Grabbing people, Pokemon, risking burns themselves, some of them getting burned themselves. Can I assist in this situation to use... I've already done my light screen, but using my shield to help those get out of it, like an r- umbrella? Yeah, absolutely. So you fly in, you see a couple familiar Pidgeots. These are male birds. They're just doing what they can. Uh, they fly in and they start grabbing bodies. Flying back over. Um, roll a reception check with your crazy bonuses. 23. 23. Among the bodies that are being picked up, you see... You see Diego. He seems remarkably okay, given the circumstance. He's unconscious. See Isabel, his sister. Do my best to... uh... If they're unconscious, mm-hmm. can they do they automatically agree to the benign transposition so I can like pull them to the shore? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they would be unwilling or unable to resist. Okay. Um you see Ty. Ty floating face up uh with cup kind of dragging him oh. very barely to the the side of the river. You see good man, the Geodude, unconscious, but mostly okay. Lot, a lot of burns all over his back. And you can see a Geodude-shaped clear space off the front of Ty. Wow. As good man seems to have good man lived is up to his a, name. He's a good man. He is. Also floating in the water is a Dugong missing a fin with a now very burned handkerchief tied around her neck and a blue irradiated space in the middle of her throat. As you see Rose just kind of 
spiraling towards the shore loosely in the in the choppy waters. Still just uh, tethering anyone I can. Yeah. As you're kind of doing everything in your power, you're pulling people to shore. Pidgeots are coming in, grabbing people and heading out. They make pretty quick work getting these folks out of here. And on one of the Pidgeot's wings as they're kind of taken off, you see Bentley Woods. Fully unconscious. Blue radiation burns head to toe. Dude. You see Mortar climbing the Amberite Sierras just in fear and dismay. Seems perfectly healthy. But the dude's just climbing like a madman. Wow. Following the Pidgeot carrying... Yeah, as fast as he can. You see Remy floating on his back. Hat now missing. Burns all up the front of him. And floating unconscious beneath him is his Ludicolo Evangeline. Just keeping his head above water as much as she can. But what you don't see is any sign of CJ. Or what may have even happened here to get you from A to B. No CJ, no crash. No CJ. But in the middle of this wreckage, you see the now lifeless body of a croconaw being carried out by three Pidgeots, because he's a big guy. His spine is missing, as is all of the skin on his back. Ah. And it doesn't take you long to piece together what happened. Dude. As all of these Pidgeots make their way over the mountaintop, you hear Phoebe call out. (laughs) Hey, is everybody... Milo, D, you guys okay? Um, Bentley just showed up? What... What do we do? As they carry Crash over the mountain, Mortar reaches the now plateau in record time. Disappears down the back. Uh... I will convey that... Watalonga has exploded. Seems to be from... Crashes stone. Is CJ there too? No signs of CJ. I'm asking like Phoebe, like because she yeah. saw Bentley at the hospital. Nothing. She has okay. no signs of him. Okay, so I will say that I'm. I'll look for him here. Otherwise, maybe we meet at Ambercrag and figure this out. And on that terrible note, that's where we're going to end this session. Thanks for watching, everybody. Monty and the Rooter Flock claim another badge, and Milo gains more insight into the approaching calamity. But in all of his foresight, no one could have foreseen the explosive end of Watalonga. And with no clear focus and no sign of CJ, Milo does what he can to care for those in the wake of Watalonga's destruction. If you enjoyed this episode of Boarding Party, please consider leaving a like on the video to show your support. 
If you'd like to see more of the tots and stay up to date on the Laris region, why not subscribe to the channel? If you'd like to help us out in other ways, you can follow the links in this video's description box to our Patreon. From there, you can join the discussions in our Discord server, or check out the post-show, still rolling, and get a recap of every session with myself and the crew. Let us know in the comments below what you thought about Monty's Port Thalo gym victory, Milo's communion with the elemental spirits of the region, and the decimation of Watalanga. Thanks so much for watching. We'll catch you next week as Phoebe, Milo, and Dee try to piece together what happened to their friends.